0: Who be who witness for my lord? Who will be who witness for my lord? Who who be witness who, who be witness for my lord? Will you be who witness for my lord? In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. What is real? asked the rabbit one day. Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It is a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you, for a long time, not just to play with you, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt, asked the rabbit? Sometimes, said the skin horse, because he was always truthful. But when you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once, like being wound up, asked the rabbit, or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once, said the Skin horse. You become, and it takes a very long time. That's why it doesn't happen to those who break easily or have sharp edges or have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, your hair has been loved off, your eyes have dropped out, and you become shabby and loose in the joints but these things don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to someone who doesn't understand. The rabbit sighed, he thought it would be a long time before this magic called real happened to him. He longed to become real, to know what it felt like and yet the idea of growing shabby and losing his eyes and whiskers was rather sad. He wished he could become real without these uncomfortable things happening to him. Good morning, my beloved friends. Many of you probably recognize this excerpt from the wonderful children's book, The Velveteen Rabbit, written by Marjorie Williams in 1922. Given as a Christmas gift to a boy, the Velveteen Rabbit lives in the nursery with all of the toys, waiting for the day when the boy will choose him as his special toy And then perhaps the rabbit will become real through the power of love. To become real through the power of love. This is a fantastic story, a crazy story, but a story that is told year after year that can hold our attention and can stir our imagination. I've used this story in a number of different settings because it captures my imagination. I wish that scripture stories all did the same for me. Oh, of course, some of them do, but some I struggle with, like the one we heard today. I don't know about you, but I have always had a hard time wrapping my head and heart around the story of Jesus' ascension. I can listen with ease as we move through our liturgical telling of Jesus' birth, and life, and death, and even the ineffable event of the resurrection, but for years I have scratched my head when we get to this part of our collective faith story. I am more willing than not to listen attentively during this season of Eastertide to all the accounts that we have heard about the resurrected Jesus. I can hear stories of his appearance to his disciples over a period of 40 days and not need to interpret the stories literally. Because with little effort, I can make my way to seeing their relevance in my own life and in the life of a faith community. Each day all around us, even the midst, in the midst of this pandemic, I can draw meaningful connections. I see occurrences of death and new life, Resurrections, small and large, seem to be everywhere when I pay close attention. But this going up in a cloud stuff, it's just a little too unbelievable and abstract and frankly, confusing. Hear the words from the book of Acts again. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria And to the ends of the earth when he had said this as they were watching he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight now don't get me wrong there is power in stories rooted in mystery but this one seems like a magic show poof he's gone but i have to believe that the gospel writer included it in our traditions and in our narrative for something more than entertainment This story must call us to something more than an unbelievable account of Jesus's rather dramatic departure from the world as we know it. And as I wrestled with trying to hear that deeper truth this week, I recalled the words of a most gifted theologian, storyteller, and spiritual writer, Catholic laywoman Megan McKenna. My most favorite quote from her is, all stories are true and some actually happened. In her wonderful book, Keepers of the Story, McKenna reminds us that while there are many keepers of the story, the storyteller, the griot, the shaman, the medicine chief, the Zen master, the Sanashi, the Hasids, the rebbe's, the mystics, and the tale spinners, there is, she asserts, only one story. Ultimately, she suggests that we have but one story in all of humanity, but one story, which we refashion and retell and tell over and over again. And it is the story that addresses a singular question in a myriad of forms. Who are we? Who am I? Who are you? Who are we? What is truth? She writes this. It is in the speaking of the story that we find our voice. We remember echoes and take heed of all that converges on us in blessings and blunders. In the hearing, we are sounded, tuned, and drawn into the universe. The one poem, the one verse, the one harmony, the one holiness. The mystery of the one story is forever giving birth to expression to transformation and transfiguration and redemption as we live, endure, and die. So back to our story of the ascension and our excerpt from The Velveteen Rabbit. Unlikely bedfellows, perhaps, but could it be that elements of each, if woven together respectfully, might reveal an invitation into that place that Megan McKenna so beautifully describes as the one verse the one harmony, the one holiness. As we listen to Scripture today, we hear an invitation to those left behind by Jesus as he prepares for his ultimate transformation from the risen Jesus to the ascended Christ. In the story, the apostles are given the promise of a gift as well as the directive, if you will, to share that gift to the ends of the earth, to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and be witnesses to the world. As we listen to this child story of the Velveteen Rabbit, we hear the skin horse's description of becoming real. There is in that description an invitation into a lifelong process of submitting oneself to love, an organic and sometimes painful but ultimately rewarding and totally transforming process a process void of cheap grace, superficial experiences, and pleasant platitudes. Do you hear the subtle harmony, the one story, the one song? The way that those two voices, when we are aware of each other, can sing together, two voices becoming one. Perhaps now we can hear the former telling us what we are to do and the latter shining light on how we are to do it. It is in these moments that I am willing to distinguish the truth from what is true, to believe in the power of the story, to take us beyond our cognition and into a world that we can only know in hopes and dreams, a place where we can touch and taste and feel what is true beyond rationale, beyond empirical data, beyond proof, beyond reason. All stories are true, and some actually happened. But there is a warning label attached to this way of hearing the one story, I think, by submitting to the process of loving and being loved by God, by one another, and by ourselves— we are necessarily taking some really big risks. Last week, we mused about the risks that are involved when we choose love. We are submitting ourselves to a process that needs us to trust the journey rather than always trying to determine the destination. It is a process that requires losing a bit of hair and getting a little shabby. My prayer for us at this very particular moment in our collective journey, in this time when the only thing that is certain is uncertainty, my prayer is that we lose whatever chains are binding us today—fear, grief, unknowing, doubt, loneliness, self-reliance, disappointment, arrogance, skepticism, self-centeredness—and instead, Instead, accept the unbelievable gift of being chosen by the one who calls us by name so that the mystery of learning and submitting to being real may work in its power in our hearts, transforming who we are in the world as God's beloved. For in that transformation, we will indeed receive the power of the Holy Spirit and become mighty witnesses for the love that the world needs today and always who be who witness for my lord who be who witness for my lord who be who witness for my lord will you who be who witness for my lord may it be so